Hi, and welcome to the Silver Screen Queens podcast. Every week we watch a movie and sit down here to talk about it. I'm Katie. I'm Mel. And we're your hosts. This week we watched Bad Santa, directed by Terry Zwigoff and released in 2003. The plot goes something like this. A miserable con man and his partner poses Santa and his little helper to rob department stores on Christmas Eve, but they run into problems when the con man befriends a troubled kid and the security boss discovers the plot. So, this is Bad Santa, which we had never seen before. And this is going to be our Christmas movie this year because we already did Die Hard last year. Yes, and because I'm so desperate to watch more movies that I haven't seen before. Um, so, Merry Christmas, listeners. <laughs> so, Merry Christmas. We're going to review the least Christmas me- Christmassy movie ever. Yay. I was thinking it just... It is actually very Christmassy. It has the same plot as every other Christmas movie I've ever seen, just but- way more swearing. Not just swearing. I mean, it was... And violence. I don't know what to say about this because I have a feeling that to some people this is the funniest movie that has ever come out. Mm. And to me, I was just like, eh. I mean, it's put together fine. It's, you know, it's it's done well. Everybody's pretty committed to it. But because I didn't find it funny... And that's just a personal preference. Like, I don't think it's – I mean, it's it's going for offensive humor, but it kind of insults pretty much everybody. Yeah, um, yeah. So it's not like – there was nothing in it that made me feel particularly uncomfortable or unhappy with the thing except for that gay rape bit. Mm. But, like, the rest of it was all, you know, pretty equal opportunity meanness. Yeah, yes. Um, so so you, you never feel like it's singling anyone out. Yeah, exactly. I never feel like it was – yeah, it, it just – it doesn't it, – it doesn't make me laugh when I watch adults swearing at kids. That doesn't – that's not funny to me. So, like, I, I just mm. don't know what to say. I – okay, I wasn't laughing a heap either. I just thought it was like pretty much any other Christmas movie I've ever seen. You know, Grinchy, middle-aged man – discovers the true meaning of Christmas through a slightly awkward, out-of-place kid. Yeah. That was so incredibly Christmassy and also really not Christmassy at the same time because he's, you know, a hideous person who wets himself and swears at children nonstop and is just like a, a terrible person. Actually, I have to say I did laugh when he was coming up the escalator and he's just <laughs> he's like sprawled on the escalator <laughs> coming up. I like, know. I saw it was just like- went so far with the character. Yeah. Well, the... I mean, the first time we see him, he's pissing himself. Like, No, that's not true. The oh. very first time we see him, he's in a bar and then he comes out and vomits. Yeah. But the first time we see him in the Santa chair, he wets himself. And yes. I know that there's a whole lot of jokes about kids peeing on department store Santas. Like, that's probably a thing. Yes. Um, but that's Although I once, kids. Wor- I once worked in a department store. One of my jobs was taking Santa's uniforms to be dry cleaned. Yeah. I did never saw pee on them, but you know. Anyway, but it's also just one that's of those like at least a couple of them are going to do it because they're little kids, and that's what little kids do when they're scared. But like they're right. little children, yeah, yeah, yeah. not drunk fifty something. But that's that's why they did it though, because there's you know because being peed on is quite normal when you're Santa. Peeing yourself when you're Santa, no, that is not acceptable, or in any way, it's just so confusing as to why he even has a job. Uh, it's ha- it's confusing that he, he keeps it as long as he does. Like he manages to last twenty four days in these jobs. I know it's and crazy. People try to fire him and they don't. And and like he does. Poor the whole- John Ritter. Poor I John- actually did. I laughed quite often when John Ritter was on screen, and yeah. I think that's a testament to John Ritter just doing 
that really well. Like when he would get really awkward before he would whisper something that made him uncomfortable and yes, things like that. Yes. I think he was really, he was really like, uh, um, very funny in it. And I, you know, I, I also was watching John Ritter and Cedric the Entertainer and going, they're both dead. Bernie um, Mac. Bernie Mac. Oh, it's Bernie Mac. They're both dead. Yeah. They are. Yep, they sorry. have scenes together and they're both, they both died young. Yes. Um, I'm just mixing up those. John Ritter must have died me. not very long after the movie came out because it's dedicated to his memory. Oh, right. Yeah. So, but I mean, he was really great in it. So, yeah. Yeah. He was, oh, he was just perfect. Like he, he can't say swear words and he's like, yeah. he's just this sort of, you know, cliched good guy. Um, well, not just that. He's he's a, he's very. I mean, he's full on conservative. Oh, the other thing that I didn't really like was all of the bit large women jokes, where it's like the worst thing you could possibly do is have sex with a large woman, and you're like, really? Is well, that they, they really managed to combine you... sodomy and large women, so they yeah, managed that, to be like, like they didn't focus on the and, sodomy part. Ah, uh, no. Like, the sodomy part was just not a big yeah. deal for them. It was the fact that she was fat. And you're like, really? I, Is that really? And I didn't, really? like, I didn't get that either. Because when it, the scene, you just see their feet. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, no, how did it's you? it's in big and tall. But there's no way of telling whether well, she's I know fat or that, not. But it's in, like, big and that's tall how we rooms. know it. Because oh. we can't see her, obviously. Cause, right. Because she, they can't show the sex scene. So. Yeah. Yeah. But, um. Yeah. Also, I'm right in the middle of a huge Gilmore Girls marathon. Oh my gosh! So, <laughs> so, I'm so there, like me, Santa must have been. Like- <laughs> I'm like, wow, Lorelai. She's this is re- Lorelai's crazy Christmas. Yeah, Lor- Lorelai's really fallen on hard times. <laughs> no, I think um, Lauren. I, there's no reason why Lauren Graham's character likes Billy Bob Thornton in this movie. No, there's they no try and make reason. it the Santa fetish. I know, but there is. There's no. Like, but it isn't because then she's like, I like you anyway. And you're like, why? He's awful. And he's awful to you and to everybody else. Like, what possible reason do you have for being interested in this guy? But at the same time, it's Lauren Graham and she's so sweet and bubbly and Lauren Graham-y. Like, Mm. you just can't help but like her. And once you get to the point where he likes the kid and wants to take care of the kid, it sort of makes sense. Like, you can sort of see her going, oh, he's sweet with kids. Yeah. But before that... Yeah, there's no like, a and she comes over and fifty-something I mean, alcoholic with like massive issues. But I do. I mean, I understand her coming over to him in the first place because she has a thing for Santa. Like, yep. if that's her thing, then that's fine. But it's the continuation of it that I thought was really weird. I actually thought F- me Santa was quite funny. Yeah. Um, like it. It just it was so incongruous, but yes. not in like a mean-spirited way? Well, no, no. It, it's just funny because, of course, there are people who are into Santa and have Santa fetishes. Like, that's well, just they, they made a joke about it on Friends once as believable. well. Believable. Right, did they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because um, Chandler dresses up as Santa one Christmas and Monica's like, can you keep the outfit? Well, there's a whole there's a whole Christmas song about it. I saw Mommy Kissing Santa Claus Yeah, about people with Santa fetishes. <laughs> so, you know, I'm sure that's an established thing. Yeah, and that wasn't – I mean, it wasn't really mean to her because of it or anything. It was mm. just – f- it was just funny because it was really, like – really odd and weird and I I like odd weird humor but I don't particularly I don't find it funny watching Billy Bob Thornton swear at kids for an hour and a half you know I did think that Tony I don't remember his last the guy the um the little person yeah he was really quite good in it yep um he was kind of because he was playing kind of the straight man 
but he was such an unusual kind of straight man. Well, he, he was also like um, Bill, Billy Bob Thornton's character's responsible friend. Like he's the one who's got a, a steady partner. He organizes everything. He's the brains of the operation. Yeah, and so and I think he was really, um, I thought he was really good in it. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought he was very, you know. Uh, in spite of not really getting a lot of the funny lines and stuff, he was a good anchor for it. Yeah, well, um, he- and it's so, and it, that much, so much makes it so unexpected when he turns on him. Yeah, and I thought that was really actually a great twist. Yeah, because we've always been able to trust him. <laughs> exactly, and I thought mm. that was a really genuinely good twist. Like mm. I was like, wow, I didn't see that coming. Um, no. and and you know, Lauren Tom getting to play the um, like essentially white trash sort of character was kind of that was kind of a fun turnaround as well. Mm-hmm. I liked that. Um, so I, I quite liked them. I enjoyed when they were in scenes. I thought Lauren Tom was funny too. Mm. Who's Julie from Friends? Oh, right. Speaking of Friends, she That's was Julie. Right. Yeah. I can't remember who Julie is. Um, Ross's girlfriend that he meets, and when Rachel's about to tell her she likes him, and then tell him she likes him and then he brings back julie and she's like welcome to the country and she's like i'm from chicago oh right okay and yeah that's lauren tom i thought lauren tom was from the nanny no but i know who you're thinking of okay yeah Nicole the tom. oldest oldest yeah, daughter, the oldest yeah, daughter yeah, on the yeah. nanny no lauren tom is is the is julie from friends oh okay yeah no no that makes that makes sense i just yeah. i also remember her because she was recently in um a movie that I watched, which is called I Know That Voice, which is about voice actors. Oh, right. And yeah. she does um, a lot of voice acting. So, mm-hmm. And I just liked it because it was a disabled character with a functional relationship and it was like an interracial relationship. It was all, it was like all this like non-trying diversity. Yeah, it was. It was really good. And he wasn't, you know, um, people who were mean to him because of his difference were just mean people. And, you know, yeah. it, was, it was, I don't know, it was a good role. And I liked watching him go through the vents and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> that was fun when <laughs> he's going through and swearing. And yeah. people are like, what's that? But they don't know where he is. And there's other people <laughs> in the office. So they just think it's somebody else. I know. <laughs> yeah. Those sorts of humorous, like that kind of humor works for me. Yep. But I think it was just so relentlessly, like, just, you know, Look, he's swearing again. <laughs> Look, he's swearing again. <laughs> and I was like, it's not funny. Uh, I didn't, it's not funny. Yeah, I didn't really think that was funny at all. I was just kind of, but I didn't hate the movie. I was kind of yeah, like. Yeah, I feel the same way. I feel very kind of like, like I, I don't have any animosity towards the movie for not finding it funny. It's just not my sense of humor, but I think it was all put together quite well. Yeah, I, I'm also not like. I don't know that it was – I think maybe it was marketed as a comedy. I don't know that it's necessarily meant to be that way. Oh, I do. Because there's all the whole message of Christmas stuff that's I going know, on in I know, but I think it's still very much supposed to be a comedy. Like these it's kinds of sour comedies are very popular. Like there's a lot of sour Christmas um, comedies. Mm, like, and it came out at a time like 2003 this is from it. So it's in the era of when like Family Guy and South Park were at their peak and like that kind of really um, – really offensive humor offensive humor yeah was at its peak yeah and it's also um you you know you look at things like um for some reason christmas christmas with the cranks is the first one coming to mind or jingle all the way or Mm. like those kinds of like very very cynical sour ones that are like Mm. and we'll stick a message on the end of it and Mm. this did feel a little more genuine than that i also kind of like that the kid wasn't a traditional movie kid who's super like sweet and loving and adorable and you just want to cuddle him you're like this kid is weird yeah he was weird and but he was also an outsider because he was fat and he didn't want to talk very much but then you start seeing inside this kid's life and you're like you poor darling and then you do want to give him a hug yeah i know but i like that he's not 
they don't play that up too much. No, like, no, he's, he's still genu- weird. The he's kid still- is genuinely weird, and also like. Like, and I liked the little scene at the end with him and Lauren Graham. Yeah, and and you also Although I was kind of annoyed that Billy Bob Thornton wasn't dead. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, and you also um, I interrupted. No, that's all right. Uh, it, it, I that is a good point too, but I I I also went, "Oh yeah, of course he has to die." And then at the same time I was like, "No, we've got to actually have the hope of Christmas." come along with it but i think you feel really sorry for him he's this kid who he does all these things by himself like lining up to see santa on his own and because he's got nobody caring for him mm-hmm. so he does gets this horrible cut on his hand and he's just and even and that's what sort of turns things for billy bob thornton he's like i have to take care of this kid because he gets this cut on his hand and he's trying to take care of it all by himself and he's tiny and you just you're just like this poor kid is you know, forced to grow up too soon Mm. I cut my hand on accident. Well, yeah, you didn't cut your hand on purpose. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, that was yeah. another job that, the joke that I liked. Yeah. Like the, the yeah, my sense of humor also is it's so specific and weird, and there's not a lot of movies that fit into it terribly well. And so the fact that I didn't find this funny is probably not. I don't feel like it's particularly casting aspersions on the movie. It's just that it doesn't yeah. suit me. Humor is so subjective as well, and like yeah. Uh, yeah, and, and I, the thing is, I'm not. I didn't find it funny, but I'm not sure I hate. I did. I didn't. Not that I didn't like it. Mm. I just. I. I quite enjoyed it. And in fact, a couple of times when my Netflix stream stopped, I was like, Ah! I want to know what happens. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um. And, and I liked the very ending. tight. Yeah. And it was very tight storytelling too. This I is also like really, a- really liked the movie. The moment when uh, what's his name? It's Willie and I can't remember his name. Tony something. Oh, um, when he when his wife hits Tony Cox. La- Tony Cox, thank you. When Lauren Tom hits Bernie Mac with a car. Yeah, oh I was god. like, oh my god! Well, because they turn on you. Because you see them and you're like, oh, they're this, you know, they they rob people, but they're not that evil. They're just yeah, kind yeah. of funny. And she's hilarious with her. I want this fur. I want the loofah. I want this. And then suddenly they're like actually evil. <laughs> and you're yeah, like, I know. Whoa. I really liked that. That mm. was really funny. But also, mm. I, I mean. I, I did also, like, I was starting to not hate um, Billy Bob quite as much by the end of the movie, but I still pretty much hated him. Yeah, he was, he a- was so horrible. Well, he doesn't even try. He improved his behavior for the kid, but he didn't improve it for anybody else. Like, he doesn't he doesn't try and treat his girlfriend better, and he doesn't try any harder in his job. He doesn't try to be any better to his friend. Well, yeah, but I mean, uh, I think and that's that's kind of realistic. And you know that moment when he says, I beat up some kids, but it was for a purpose, mm-hmm. so I feel good about it. Yeah. And Tony Cox is like, you're fucked up. Yeah. And that was great, because that was like, it was really true to the character, I guess, because mm-hmm. he really doesn't care at all yeah he but is. also i feel like there's that bit at the beginning where he's like oh my life has been so hard yeah and you're like yeah you're still a jackass mm. like you maybe your life was really hard but that doesn't excuse the fact that you are horrible and just terrible person to everybody around him when he when he shouts at that kid in the um like the kid comes up on his lunch break yeah, and he's like, tell, she, "Mom's like, tell him what you want for Christmas," and he's like, "I'm on my lunch break." And, and I'm like, like, "That what was are you doing? like that's completely unnecessary." Yeah, and and, I mean, and see, I'm sure there's lots of people who found that hilarious, and I was just like, "That's just mean." Yeah, it's incongruous, but it's not. F- I didn't find it funny either. I just thought I was like, "That's not," you know, no. And put, uh, yeah, I, I, I like all the stuff of Tony Cox trying really hard well, before yeah. that. Like when he's like getting the kids all excited. He and really he commits and, yeah. to doing what he's doing. Well, you can understand why he betrays Billy Bob Thornton's character. Oh, yeah. Cause you're just like, he 
is awful. Like if I were him, I'd find another Santa. I know. Yeah, you, he's a you, terrible. He's a terrible. Like a kid sneezes all over his beard. And he doesn't go off and clean it up. He just oh, sits uh, there yeah, right. through it's like different. eight other kids. It's revolting. And, it's revolting, oh. and and it's exposing all the like. The thing is, I mean, I understand like what they're trying to do. But also, I'm sitting there from the point of view of how could you do that to children? Right. <laughs> like, he's exposing all of these kids to – they're exposing all of these children to him being that horrible <laughs> and possibly sitting on him when he's wet himself. And, like, you know, when he's that boozy and he's swearing at them all and he's like, you're an idiot to all of these children. Uh, like, that's that's just going to upset so many more than an hour in the job. Like – there's no store on earth who would have kept him on. Like, no. it was just gross. And, and, um, well, I mean, I understand why that one does because then it, the, you know, oh, Bernie Mac, Bernie Mac in. gets involved. Yeah. But, uh, that, that makes sense. Cause I was sort of, while I was watching this, I was also like scrolling through Facebook and stuff and I was seeing all my friends with their Santa photos, like, yeah. of their kids. And I, I was saw like, a lot of those recently too. Yeah. There's heaps of them on Facebook at the moment. Cause if you're our age, you, you have people have, you know, lots of our friends have small children. So they take them to Santa and, so stuff like where there's a, right at the beginning, there's this terrible photo of this girl and Santa, and he's like, "You, you should pay." He's trying to and make Alex the mother Borstein pay. Yeah, trying to make the mother pay for it, and I'm just like, I, I like they're not taking it seriously, but it is actually a big deal to like get, especially a, a kid who's old enough to still believe in Santa, to get them to the store, to get them to put up with being in line for all that time to get them not to freak out at Santa and to get a photo that you can take and use and have as a souvenir. Mm. And it, it, I just sort of – But I, it's also like the, I felt bad. the only people who were going to believe in the magic of Christmas and he spends the whole movie ruining that for the little yeah. kids. Like it's just, it does. It makes me feel bad rather than like – but I, can, I mean I can understand why people think it's funny. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's so kind of like so incongruous and you see that kind of humor all the time and I get why people like it. I just don't like it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I just, I don't know what else to say. Like it, it is, it's nicely shot. And it's quite tightly put together as well. That's, it's a very, that's what I've been saying, yeah. It's a very conventional three-act story, but that's like what I said at the start. It's a very conventional Christmas movie. It just has lots of swearing and violence and Well, stuff yeah, I think like to a certain extent it has to be a fairly conventional Christmas movie mm. for them to get away with all of that stuff. Yeah. Um, although I still think if they were going to get away with all of that stuff, he could have just died. Um, like, really. Yeah, I mean, right? it's an like, R-rated movie. It's not like we're getting kids watching it. Yeah. So, I think, I mean, it, it, it you know, w along with a couple of the other things we've been talking about lately, like, when you're trying to get people to buy into something that's really, really out of the ordinary, you have to have a fairly conventional kind of structure to it a lot of the time. Mm -hmm. And I don't particularly like that necessarily, like in Paddington, which we just reviewed, but also other things like, you know, sci-fi movies and mm. um, Guardians of the Galaxy, which is very heavy on tropes and mm, all of that sort of stuff. Yeah. It has to be very conventional in its structure in order for people to buy into it and to sort of know where it's going well, and yeah, feel it, comfortable watching it. In order to play with um, tropes and forms and cliches, you've got to really know them. And, and essentially, ultimately, to make money. Hmm. Because if in the end it was really dark, it probably wouldn't have made as much money. You know what I mean? No. Like, it's, it just has to be, like, for people to find it funny, they have to be comfortable in knowing where it's going, which is one of the reasons why I'd admire the Tony Cox twist so much. Yeah. Because you just didn't see that coming at all. Yeah. And even if he didn't die, ultimately, like, at least they kind of, they pushed the envelope 
that far yeah. to have that guy be the guy who turns on him yeah. was really clever and really unexpected and really and understandable from the character's point of view, and I just liked that a lot. Yeah. And even though he turns on him, you kind of want him and his wife to succeed. Yeah. Because you're like, you know what? They deserve all this money. Like, seriously, the crap they put up with, and he has to put up with the indignity of playing one yeah, of Santa's elves. Yeah, but he's killed one person and about to kill another, so not yeah. really, but, you know. Well, yeah, there And is he's that. stolen from an awful lot of people. They're not uh, the no. best people ever. No, they're not. Yeah, you, I did spend a lot of time wanting Billy Bob Thornton to get caught. Yeah. Or uh, told off. Sent to rehab. Something. But even if, like, when like, he gets told off, he's like, yeah, whatever, I don't care. Like, just, there's nothing that this guy cares about at all up until that kid. Yeah. He doesn't care about anything. And it's just exhausting to me to watch well, it. Well, you could watch it if you wanted to as a movie about the tragedy of addiction. You're just like, this guy, he's just, yeah. all he does, he, he that nothing can stop him from drinking himself to oblivion and generally just behaving in a completely antisocial and unacceptable way. But it's also telling that, like, one of the worst scenes in the movie and one of the worst things he could possibly do is when he takes all of the advent calendar oh, chocolates. Isn't it awful? It's so awful. But that's the thing is, like... <laughs> Even he knows he's done the wrong thing there. Yeah, exactly. So it's it's this weird... kind. I, I, I don't know. I like those kinds of moments in movies when they have that. Like, he's horrible to so many people, but it's this one, like, just That's taking his- the chocolates out of the, out of the advent calendar that really makes you hate him and makes him like that's his low point is taking yeah. chocolates out yeah, of the yeah. advent calendar you know like that's well, the worst thing he can do if this were a movie actually about addiction that's his AA um, rock bottom yeah like stealing advent calendar chocolates from a little kid but it's a little kid who's so worse. deprived he doesn't even know the story of Christmas like it's awful I know it is it's awful but he I mean it's funny it's also funny because he's done worse but that's yeah, like that's the, the worst that he does yeah I like those kinds of moments and and that to me is also the worst that he does because you know how I feel about disappointed disappointing children mm. <laughs> um, yeah like, the but, worst possible thing you can do yeah and, and especially this kid who is disappointed every single day of his life and just like leave the kids his chocolate like yeah, but that also makes him turn around and then yeah, he gets in and the presents. And, and stuff, that's exactly, so. exactly. That's where he turns and that's his, you know, I also like, actually, the, the scene that I did think was funny was the, um, the boxing scene. Oh my. <laughs> that was cute. Yeah. When they all kick each other in the balls. That was pretty funny. Mm. I thought that was funny. Um, yeah. I did not think it was funny when he went and beat up those kids though. Yeah. Like, <laughs> no, I, I thought that was a problem too. I mean, like, it makes sense for the kid to beat up the kids, but when an adult does it, it's still wrong. Yeah, it doesn't and matter it, what like, the kids are doing to him. Yeah. You can't beat up those – like, it's yeah. just wrong. It, it, tell them off, swear at them, scare them verbally, but actually physically beating up on a 15-year-old, that's not cool. No, no. And that's way. the thing is, like, the, he. I mean, the movie knows it's wrong and, like, yeah. even he knows it's wrong to an extent, but he's like, but it was for a good reason. And, like, that's when Tony Cox is like, you're so messed up. Yeah. But, like, yeah, it's, I don't know. It's just really, yeah. I don't, I, I don't find that funny at mm. all. I think we've established, because we reviewed last week, um, and I don't know when the episode's going to come out, but we re- recently reviewed Horrible Bosses 2, mm. and we also watched Horrible Bosses 1 while we're at the same time, and we 
neither of us cope well with mean humor. And that's, we had this massive problem with Horrible Bosses One because it's so mean. Yeah. Like mean spirited. And I think neither of us cope very well with any kind of mean spirited. See, actually, I think Horrible Bosses is more mean spirited than Bad Santa because oh, it way thinks more. that its hero is a good guys. Mm. Whereas Bad Santa knows that its hero is a terrible, terrible person mm. who starts to sort of come around towards the end. Yeah. But even towards, like, he's still not a good he's guy. He's never fully redeemed. Um, whereas at all. Horrible Bosses genuinely thinks its heroes are good guys and its heroes are horrible a terrible, employees. Yeah, terrible <laughs> like people. Horrible people. So, yeah. yeah. Bad Santa is, is I think it's also well written. Mm. Um, Like a lot of the lines are really on point. It's just I didn't find it very funny. <laughs> and, yep. you know, I will watch Lauren Graham do pretty much anything. I think she's just this like sparkling ball of wonderfulness. Um, But like she's pretty much wasted in this, really. Like yep. it's, it's a very limited female role <laughs> as they tend to be um i i really think lauren tom's role is better yeah you know what i mean like lauren oh, tom, she has so much to do it's great i know and she barely talks and she has so much to do mm. so like you know if if she, her role is better and she's barely in it and then lauren graham's role is worse and she's in it heaps it's it's mm. not uh saying much really is it yeah no. and she does the best she can with a very li- very limited role right but- and, and she's still like a really she has to play like the nice person <laughs> The regular human, and she does a pretty good job of that. I just, I love Laura Gilmore so much. I know. <laughs> so we were doing a podcast about Bad Santa at some point. We have to. Well, we can wrap it up now. No, but I mean, we only we we probably have to talk for at least five more minutes about Bad Santa to even make it a podcast length. Oh, okay. We can probably wrap it up. The other thing we could do is like talk about Christmas movies or because I, I watched Scrooge this month. Oh yeah, I. I wanted to – I hadn't actually get, got a chance to watch that, but was that good or bad? No. Oh. No, I was surprised by how bad it was. Okay. Bill Murray is terrible mm. in that movie. He starts at 11 mm. and goes nowhere. It's so insincere. It's mm. so, like, oh, it's terrible. I was shocked. Yeah. Carol Kane is very funny. She plays the ghost of Christmas present right. as, like, this malicious Glinda. Uh-huh. And it, and she's, like, constantly beating him up and stuff. Um, okay. It, it doesn't sound – like, it, it's much funnier when you – because she full-on looks like Glinda from yeah, Wizard yeah. of Oz, right? And she's, like, constantly, like, throwing things around and hitting him with them and stuff. <laughs> okay. Um, and it's it's actually – like, it, it was yeah. so – it again, incongruous and Kind but, of that kind yeah. of funny. And she's really kind of going for it. Right. Um, and very bonkers. Okay. Um, and you- there's some really great effects. Mm. But for the most part, it's shit. It's oh. just bad. Oh, that sucks. Oh, yeah, because I was, that was going to be one of my choices because it's on Netflix. Did you, have you watched any other Christmas movies leading up this year that you hadn't seen before? I watched Trading Places, which kind of takes oh, place at yeah. Christmas. Is, yes, um, yes. And then I watched Coming to America because I watched Trading Places. Yeah, Coming to Trading America. Places Great. I really liked. Yeah. Coming to America I really didn't like. Uh, so I haven't seen Coming to America since I was a kid. I w- remember watching it when I was quite small. And That's not true. I didn't really hate it. Enjoying it. Because okay. it, it used to play on TV every year. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it's interesting because it's the only like, acting performance I've ever seen from Eddie Murphy. <laughs> right. Otherwise, he's just playing Eddie Murphy. <laughs> yeah, basically. Um, And he's good. He's very restrained. Yeah. But the thing is, the movie also has like a whole bunch of other roles from Eddie Murphy and Arsenio Hall. <laughs> like they play a whole yeah, bunch yeah, of yeah. other characters in it. So they kind of let loose in other ways. And when, when it's like character moments and stuff, the movie's quite good. But it's also really sexist and racist and particularly bad in the intersection of those. Mm. Like it makes fun of African women who are like, s- s- you know, Servile, that's a word, right? Subservient? Subservient, yeah. Submissive? 
Yeah, like it makes like he tells this woman to do like this woman who's been bred to be his wife to do oh, all these yeah, things, yeah, yeah. and they're laughing at her, and you're like, she's doing the only thing she can do to stay alive in this country because yeah. of jerks like you. Yeah, you know, like mm-hmm. oh, gross. Um, yep. so yeah, weird, but mm. I mean, and and some of it's good, but it's certainly not as good as Trading Places, which is also pretty sexist, mm. but very on point with its racial commentary, mm-hmm. and also great performance from Dan Aykroyd in that one. Oh, I have to give it a go. That's on Netflix, yes? Yes, it is. I have to give that one um, a go. Don't be fooled by the poster. It is not a romantic comedy between Dan Aykroyd and Eddie Murphy. Isn't it? No, oh. but it looks like it is on the poster. <laughs> Because they're like <laughs> hugging each other in a love heart of, of money. It's <laughs> so funny. That's but sweet. But the bad guys in that are terrific, and they also have a cameo in Coming to America. Yeah. Um, and they're very, very good. Don Amici and uh, somebody else famous and very old at that point. Mm. Um, it, yeah, so mm. what else have I watched? I don't think I've watched any other Christmas movies Yeah. And we're, we're saving one of our favorite Christmas movies for next year, which is Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Yeah, well, hopefully I'll be better caught up next yeah. year, so it won't be quite so, like – urgent for me to watch movies how, that I haven't seen before. How are you going? How many movies? 15. Woo, that's pretty good. I know. Mm. <laughs> I have watched nine movies so far this month. Mm. Right. <laughs> I've, I've skipped like three days Wow. so far this month. So so you'll get there. I'll get there. Especially with Annie and Hobbit and whatever else is coming out. So um, Bad Santa, what are you giving it? I gave it three stars because I think it was good. It's just not my thing. I'm probably the same. Three stars. I didn't hate it. I quite enjoyed watching it. And, you know, there is something about seeing the dark underbelly of this whole store Santa kind of thing in there, I guess. So, yeah, three from me as well. Okay. Um, well, thank you for listening, everybody. Um, we have been the Silver Screen Queens. If you would like to find us on the interwebs, um, we have a Tumblr. That's tumblr.silverscreenqueens.com. You can find us and like us on Facebook and then find out what we say there. And that is Silver Screen Queens. Uh, you can tweet at us at screen underscore queens. Uh, if you would like to read my review of Bad Santa or any of the other movies that I watched during the year, you can do that at silverscreenqueen.wordpress.com. And then there's our website, of course, which is silverscreenqueens.com. Thank you for listening. Bye. See you next time.